right, Leafs Talk. Three men weave edition. How are we doing tonight, fellas? It was a nice Hello. night. We actually got a game. We we got an interesting story for the first three man debut. Matthew Nyes. Uh Matthew Nyes debuts, and so do the three fellows on Leafs Talk. What's up? Nothing's over with you, buddy. Yeah, we're going to have to devise a system, I just realized, for how we're going to do this. <laughs> for, for, for doing words at random times? Yeah, I think we just I, talk I will, over each other. I'll, yeah, we'll do a little talking over each other. That's going to be a natural thing. I'll try to play host hot potato and throw it to different people. But okay. Um, yeah, beautiful goal by Tavares to end this one. A little bit of a scary moment with McCabe heading to the bench, but then he did return. But let's start with the story of the game. It was the debut of Matthew Nyes. Borny, what would you see? Uh, you know, I, I texted you guys this earlier and I regret giving you my take already on Nyes, but it's, it's pretty simple. I am more impressed with his skill set than I thought I would be. And I am more concerned about his ability to be in the lineup in game one. And that's simply because there's a learning curve and there's some risks involved and he's an offensive guy. And I just don't think the Leafs can watch a prospect of theirs turn one over. And it's not just the one turnover that people are thinking of. When I say that there's a few moments throughout the game where he tries a dangle or he's in a bad spot and it goes the other way. I love his skill set, but there was definitely moments where I was like, I don't know if they can do that in game one. Okay. Yeah. So you're, you feeling the same way, Sammy? I would like to know who measured him for his height and weight. Cause I'd like to get them on me so I can be six, seven and you know, two forty because I uh, didn't, it's the National six League, I guess. In college is different than 6-3 in the NHL is what I, I yeah. like to say. I, I guess it's, <laughs> the, nas- it's the National League. You're looking pretty normal size out there, I would say. Like, I was sold this guy that's this big, bruising power forward that is a kid, like, you know, that's as big and, you know, mean as he is skilled. And I would say that he passed up at least three or four opportunities to lay a hit tonight uh, when there was an opportunity for it. I thought that, like Borny said, the skill set looked good. But uh, yeah, I think it was a pretty normal first game in the NHL coming off playing in a college game, which was completely heartbreaking, like uh, 48 hours ago. So I don't want to take too much out of it, but I wouldn't say I was too encouraged by his debut. Okay, I, I, this is great. I get to play the Homer nice guy. I get to pander to the Leaf fans because I was more impressed, I think, a little bit than you two guys. I Maybe I had lower expectations for Matthew Nyes. But they were like, sis, can we roll a pack here? Because, yeah, there were, I would say, in the first couple of periods, let me just check the old notes pad for how many times I jotted down notable plays by him. Uh, I thought he came out and looked like a little bit of baby giraffe. Like there was Mm -hmm. a little bit to start, a little bit of tentativeness. But he made two beautiful plays with his hands early in that game. One for a zone exit to Kerfoot. And then the other one that set Kerfoot up for a scoring opportunity, they were both like plays where there wasn't a ton of space. And that's actually where I did notice his size, where I went, oh, okay, those are big bodies that are up against Matthew Nyes. These are big players. And he was still able to create some space, create some time, and use it. And this one's behind the net. He looked good. He looked strong. He's not getting bumped off. Exactly. He's not getting bumped off pucks. I I would say that the skill and ability to use the body – those two things are higher than I anticipated them to be out of the shoot against a desperate Panthers team that's playing for their playoff lives. He's just got a ton of quick twitch muscles, right? Like he's, 
there's a there's a lot of uh, herky jerkiness in a positive way. A lot of head fakes. A lot of trying stuff offensively. So like, I re I can see how this is going to work. And a few times tonight, you know, he took contact right. He got smoked the one time by Smith at a tough angle. He got mm-hmm. uh, hit, you know, against the end boards. And then, you know, we know the turnover that happened, the one bad shift. There's just some plays where he's going to learn to put himself in spots where that doesn't happen. And you're just mm-hmm. going to get this good stuff. And he is a legitimate, you know, second line winger that can help. It's just, yeah. we have pushed so much in on this year. When is he that guy? And is it soon enough? I, I'll just say this. I, do you guys like this is more of a spring training thing than it is usually other sports, but it is kind of one with hockey too. And we, we saw it actually play out this year, which it's unbelievable to think about the Nick Robertson storyline being this season. <laughs> it feels like I was like, no, that was four years ago. No, no, no. The Nick Robertson out of training camp thing. But are you guys subscribers to the belief of when you enter camp, the lineup is set. It's a real strong baseball idea that there's really no spots up for grabs. And no matter what Matthew Nyes does over the next three games, like he would essentially have to look like, yeah, Matthew could chuck for him to crack the lineup like that. It would take something out of this world. Extraordinary, Sammy, for you're talking about the playoffs. Yeah. For him to be there. Just wait, training camp. Yeah. I, I don't, I, I just, I, no, I mean training camp in the sense of like that's where they're at at this point of the season where the roster is already set. And and these are just, hey, go out there and enjoy it. Get your legs ready in case we have playoff time. Yeah, no, like there's just no way I picture him doing anything in these games to get into the first game of the playoffs. Like we've talked about this before where, you know, you get into a game five or a game six, you're down a couple games or, you know, you can't, you can't get any scoring from the bottom half of your lineup. You want to add a little jolt into the lineup, which is something that's, you know, coaches go to a little bit here and there. But like, I listen, when Sam Laverty gets back healthy and Yarncroft gets back healthy and, you know, you're kind of getting your bottom six intact. Like I, I don't think I can see a world where he's in the playoff roster for at least three or four games. Like I, I mean, he's, he's a hundred percent playing against Tampa Bay in the playoffs for the Maple Leafs. I don't know. hundred percent. Okay. I'm not convinced. I, I, you know, unless they sweep Tampa Bay, you know, like if they come out and they roll and he doesn't start in the lineup, maybe not, but you know, presuming that's not going to happen. I just, he is going to provide an element. They've struggled to score a little bit since the deadline. I, you know, there's, I think there is a way he can play his way in, but I will say I kind of thought he was in Sammy. Like I kind of had him penciled in, in the postseason lineup. Mm. And tonight was not like he did anything bad that made me go. He can't do it. It's just, it was a reminder for me to like temper expectations that he's still got a lot to learn. I thought, I thought fatigue uh, set in for him throughout this game where he started out like, it was the hardest he's ever tried in a hockey game as an entire in his entire life. Like that first shift he had where he's got, you know, stall in the spin cycle, which we showed there. He's looking like Sid versus Spezza in that one shift back in the day. And then he took a couple hits and I kind of felt like he went away a little bit, like towards the end oh, of the he game. He definitely disappeared in the yeah. third period. Yeah. Like, like the third period, as, did he play? all my notes to the first two? All my, yeah. I, I don't yeah. know, but all he my did. notes on he had guys, a shift. He, yeah. he had a shift with Tavares and Nylander in the third period. He had a shift with Marner and Matthews in the third period. It really felt like he was, you know, like I said, a kid that had played in a national championship game and had played a ton of hockey and had flown around and had just got put into his first NHL game and it kind of sunk in and he kind of went away. So 
I, I'll be interested to see. They'll probably put him in again tomorrow night, I would imagine. Like, they're going to be sitting some guys, I, I would think, tomorrow. But, yeah, I we're always looking ahead to the playoffs here now. And I just don't know who you're taking out game one or game two to put him in. Maybe you can talk to me into later in the series, but I'm still not convinced, unlike you, Borny, that he's getting in at all. I'm I'm with Bourne. Um, I saw more from Matthew Nyes tonight than I've seen during Lafferty's entire tenure. And I'm a Lafferty guy. And Lafferty just fought and Lafferty just scored a goal. But like I said, the hands that Matthew Nyes exhibited tonight, I'm taking a shot on that upside. What's funny is like, I didn't think that that was coincidental at all, that it was Lafferty that ended up hitting the pine for him. I, I, I think that it's, to me, a situation where I'm, I'm with Bourne in this sense. You're probably opening up this series against Tampa with that lineup. The one that you're already set in, unless to me, Nyes completely blows your doors off off the next couple of games. But I was, like I said, the, the most impressive plays to me. I've seen him, by the way, do that little like cutback drill like every time you ever see Nyes. So I wasn't surprised that that was it. The thing that really shocked me and stood out to me was the hands. And it's what cost him and made him make the dumbest play of the game where he tries to make the no-look pass that ends up on Duclair's stick. And it's a breakaway, big save by Samsonov. I just... I loved what I saw with his like little short or small area playmaking. I, I don't think that yeah. Lafferty has anything skill set wise that was close to that. And so if you're telling me what's the upside of this run, it it's that. Yeah. I, it is going to be right. funny to see how they view. I just view their past. They're taking, playoff a, runs. they're taking a guy out to trade a first round pick and a second round pick for who flies and is an NHL or for uh, call it like, that's a big take to have right away that they're going to be taking Lafferty. Is that what you think? Or? I, I, I don't think Lafferty was the reason why a first round pick. Well, I mean, they traded Chicago. multiple. They traded multiple. <laughs> like, they traded multiple I, picks to get those guys, right? Like, yeah, I, I, I would be very sure if anyone's coming out. Like, I just can't see who it is coming out early for this. Lafferty, Zar is the guy. Yeah. It's, you know, the, the only thing I, I'm curious to see is they seem to have decided to turn down the risk factor on their hockey club, right? Like they, that's their deadline is they've gone lower risk. They've gone Luke Shen and stable veteran guys. And they're like, all right, our elite difference makers are going to have to score us goals and win us the games because we are not gouching, yucking it away or, you know, dermiting it away or whatever. And so nice is that where he presents some of that risk, but you're right. The upside is, is there too. So if they get down in the series behind in games, I can see them wanting him. but there is definitely higher risk with him than the other guys. I, I think the question comes down to how much do you think you're going to play the other guys? Like if you were to lean on your bottom six, like if Sam Lafferty was going to be playing more than eight minutes a night, I would say, okay, we'll go with Sam Lafferty because he is the more reliable player. Right. But the Leafs have been doing this, like 11 forward thing now for months, they can afford to have a guy like nice sit on the bench and it, like chew up a few shifts or like have the star players chew up a few mm-hmm. shifts, sorry, and just afford to have nice is more of a luxury. And just, again, if you're asking me what could come and be more important to you come playoff time, I think it's a six foot three kid with the gorgeous hands that can make plays in the telephone booth that we saw tonight. Like I, what, what is it that Lafferty's going to do for you that, presents you more of an upside than that skate, skate? fast yeah kill penalty lean on guys i don't know they like i just you know, you know what i'll tell you what it is know his role that's what yeah, he'll yeah. do bingo yep you know like I'm right not, now it's 
pretty unclear what size is going to be. Yeah. I want to make this very clear. I I really do believe still that you're going to start your lineup. You're going to start playoffs game one, just like they did last season with the most conservative lineup possible. And that's what they're going to do when they hold court. I think I'm with Bourne, though, in the sense of they go down in the series or they're not getting something from their bottom six. That tenure that or the, that those two guys have, I would say Zach Aston Reese, lesser so, and Sam Lafferty, boy, I would be looking over my shoulder if you have one bad game, you have two bad shifts. That They, they were going to want to look at that kid, man. Like that, Listen, they, the game, I, said, I said that that later in this series, there's a chance it gets in if you need a change up in the bottom six. But like, it's just going to be, the noise is going to be deafening from everybody. The second that mm-hmm. one of these guys has any bad sure. shift, every single Leaf fan be like, put Nyes in, put Nyes in. Like, that's going to be the number one storyline in the first round of the playoffs here. Okay, and, let me ask you guys. Hey, listen, hey, listen. They all- depended on it. If your job's depended on this, like right now, based on what you saw, and you know that last year, I think the Leafs got scored out, outscored 11 to three by mm-hmm. Tampa's bottom six. And you know that this is going to be one of the major storylines going into this thing. You're telling me that you would rather see Sam Lafferty play in those games than <laughs> I what think this is an Aston Reese debate, not a Lafferty debate to me. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think Zach Aston Reese is so like he's been too good the last month of the season. He's got like eight goals in his last 20 games. He's in, but he's still Zach Aston Reese. I, yeah. uh, <laughs> I gotta be honest. I'm like, this is, I'm so old. Like I'm, 40 now i like i'd go so conservative in game one i'm like the nice yeah. is gonna be awesome when we need him but i just can't yeah. i can't watch him try to juke someone and now we go back the other way and Braden point goes a thousand miles and shoots it in my net i can't i'm the biggest weather vein because i tweeted two nights ago there's no way that nice cracks months or not to watch it's hard <laughs> up he had, he had one good shift and he's like stretch everybody put him in I, buddy I, you know what i just liked seeing I just love seeing the way that he operated behind the net. And like I said, the hands and the playmaking on a couple of them where I went. Under duress duress making plays is something that I have not seen from Lafferty or Zach Aston Reese. And I hate saying that because Zach Aston Reese actually made a couple of really nice plays over the last two weeks. But boy, oh boy. And also... Got to give a little credit to Kerfoot that he's just the security blanket and made himself available. He was looking for Kerfoot all night long. He tried that alley oop to Kerfoot. Like I don't know, he, he took that through the legs, he gets right he back a, up. through the legs pass in his own zone to Kerfoot. That was quite interesting. Yeah. Um, that one was bad. But you guys, are, you're gonna, you got about what, it if he doesn't have that play tonight. What play? The like one to declare. I mean, I I feel the exact same way as I do right now. Yeah. Like I didn't, I haven't even mentioned that giveaway. Like it's a. I just felt like he, I don't know. I'm just not as high on his performance as you are. I don't think, obviously. I actually dislike the play after the turnover more than, all right, so we actually have the turnover here. So, you know, he's slick and talented wherever he is here. Where's old 2-3? I don't know. Ah, he's out. Man, I don't know what this play is. <laughs> no, well, <laughs> but, I don't, I don't think this play, is fun. It's play after he turns it over for me that I was like, he doesn't get it out of the zone after. Like you cut your losses and just the next touch. Let's get that one out past the blue. Uh, yeah. And he didn't. So I don't know if he jumps over the boards well, here at some point or what. But yeah, this is a really long clip for what. David sleep sis. This is not the this is not the ticket item here. Or if it is, it's like going to come in three minutes. This completely um, threw me off. But yeah, he's out there. I, he's I, out there. 
He's out there. Oh, here we on. go. Yes. Here we go. Now Coming up. Is. Now we waited all this time, and here it is. All right. There he is on the board. Hold back. Yes. Hold back right to him. But okay, so hang go on. Back. Here's, here's yeah. a bug to me. Here's a bug. This touch. Too casual. Yeah, so that worked out. It's this one. Sorry. Right. Does he get it again? He gets it again. <laughs> Here. This. There it is. There. Like that, that bugs me. Yeah, that bugs me. You're on the puck there. That one's got to get out. Win a battle. Yeah. Anyway. I, I, I liked him. I, I was are... blown away by how good he looked blown and how comfortable away. he looked with an NHL lineup. Blown away. Yeah. Blown away. I, my expectations, wow. I think, were a lot lower than everybody else's. Like oh, I said, Kiffer and Bourne. Yeah, no, I, I know the fan base was sky high. I went complete opposite in terms of the zag. I thought that he was going to look like a college kid out there. Man, think about how many college debuts of players we've had in the past or debuts of players in the past where they just look completely out of place and out of sorts. And yeah, Sam, I completely agree with you that him wearing down throughout the game and not really showing up and me not having any notes about him basically from the third period on, that to me mattered. But the first two periods of this game, like I said, the the, the, the skill set that he period. has with that side, the, the, the first, first period, period the first he was couple, phenomenal. The first, couple, the first couple shifts, and then outside of that, I didn't really notice him a whole lot. Yeah, I, I noticed him a lot more, actually. I noticed him, again, in the second period, I have four Matthew Nye's positive so notes. You guys are going to end up being right because they have literally risked the, smarter the health no, they, they've literally they've literally risked yeah. the health of their only good goalie playing in him, him in non-important games at all against a desperate team tonight where they had to, you know, he got, what do you get, 45 shots against them, and they're playing lot. their goalie in meaningless games so that they can sign their 13th forward. They must be really, really <laughs> high on them. Like, because, forward. boy, like, they're going to be play, they're going to be playing – Nick Schrenard of own sound attack fame tomorrow night so that they can have this guy in the lineup. Like it's they, you guys are going to end up being right. I'm just telling you what I saw. Like there's no one in the least lineup. I'm taking them out in game one, but yeah, like they You're right love that it. last point. They've, they've gone, they're in too deep to have this guy watch. Yeah. Okay. 47 shots against tonight for Samsonov. Nice Ooh, light night for him. Six saves. What? Right. Just, nice light yeah. night. Just what you want for him yeah. in the, in the last couple of games before the season. Uh, well, now what? And I, here's the part where we're supposed to have answers for people, but like now, does he have to play tomorrow? No, he's uh, not playing tomorrow. They'll no, they'll do anything. Like again, the games are completely meaningless, so they'll throw whoever they need to in net. My guess is from the attack is going to just go play the lightning. No, the room going to run him over. Uh, I. <laughs> yeah, those, that poor kid. He's got like what is it, an eight sixty save in the O? Yeah, <laughs> how many does he have? Do they know what tomorrow's going to be. Uh, I, isn't this Brandon Pridham's job, not mine, to figure this out? Like, no, I no. thought this was the Brandon Pridham special here to make sure that yeah, you had the the right goalie in net for tomorrow night. Okay, I got to admit something to you guys though. Um, I could not give less of a about the games that Samsonov is playing right now. Like you add the whole Leafs nation is crying, cry, 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 cry. How many games did Ilya Samsonov play last year? Guess. 38. Uh, he played 44. Get, he's played, he played 44 games last year for the Caps. Guess how many games he's playing this year for the Toronto Maple Leafs? 42. 40, he's played 42. Tonight was his 43rd game of the season. Like, yeah. I, I maybe it's just me growing up in the era where Ed Belfour played every night, where your starting goalie played every night. 
but we are the market in this in the, we're the market number one in North America because we had Kawhi Leonard. I really do believe this where everybody is terrified with this load management. Like I'm so sick of it. Like let the hockey player play hockey for God's sakes. He's going to play 43 games. He's going to play half of the season half. And people are having a complete nuclear meltdown about him playing in a couple of games. Shut up. He's fine. He's playing his best hockey. Yeah, he's looked totally fine. He's looked totally fine. He hasn't been laboring at all through these games. He's been perfectly fine. There hasn't been one issue with him hobbling around, getting bonked in the head, getting fallen on by TJ Brody. He's been perfectly fine. No problems with him. Not ailing at all. Put him in glass and don't play Yes, agreed. Good take. Agreed. His best hockey of the entire year has been as he's getting the net. What does every single goalie on planet Earth say? I want to play the more I get the net, the better I feel about it. It's a joke. It's a joke that these people continue to do this. Like Sam, that have absolutely no idea about what their sports science department is saying. Have absolutely no idea that he's only... Mm -hmm. Sam, you didn't even know how many games he played. You just guessed that he played 10 less games last year. Like, you're way off the mark on this one. So is everybody. Like, I know everyone's afraid of the goaltenders. (laughs) I am. Like, in this regard, by far. Like, I'm obviously, like, I've done my research. Uh, I'm watching the goaltender and I've talked to people about the position. Like, everyone is making a huge deal about this when it's not a story at all. The guy, every single time, this has been a story the entire year. When he gets bumped, when he gets nicked, when he makes an aggressive move, he hams it up a little bit. Someone, by the way, hammered me in the comments section the other day because they said that I don't know uh, player movements because I said that he fakes it sometimes. He's an embellisher. He embellishes when things happen. I, sure I'm just so. looking at. I'm just looking at what I'm seeing here. I don't see an injured goalie. I see a guy who just made 46 saves against the Florida Panthers, and I'm not concerned about him wearing down in the postseason. I think it's a coward's take, and I think it's completely uninformed <laughs> and based out of nothing. I would be fine with 44 hockey games on the season. I don't need that to be, you know, seven of them in the last 14 days of the year. You know, given that he hasn't been a goalie who's consistently carried a starter's workload like this. So he's probably fine, probably, but definitely the with the uh, faux injuries or injuries, I'd prefer that he rest the placebo effect, whatever you want. I don't like the guy looking hurt, but yeah, he's He's not looking awesome. Tonight, he, he looked as good as he's looked all year. So He was awesome. spectacular again tonight. It's, and he's been spectacular excellent. in every one of these games that everyone's so afraid of. Yeah. I mean, he's been excellent. It's awesome. It's exactly what you want. Yeah. You want him getting hot before the playoffs. Now it's right before yep. the playoffs. And you put him on the shelf. Put him on the shelf. Yeah. If you put him on the shelf and you don't play him that game. Because I, I think what it's coming down to Two games now, left in three days. Well, it's yeah. it's like... What, what were you going to do? So, I, like, this is what I'm curious about, Sam. Like, you're so upset that he's playing. And I'm mentioning that he's played half of the games this year, which is basically what he would have been in line for all season long. So, I, I guess I'm missing, like, what even the counter is. You wanted them to sit him for this game yeah. and tomorrow night and the game against I the wanted Rangers. Him to get, I wanted him to get one more game before the end of the year. So, maybe play the Rangers game. Like, in a perfect world, so, they could do something where he doesn't play either of these. They play the last game of the season and away you go. So you wanted like the hottest goal in basically the Leafs, you know, since, well, Jack Campbell actually was really hot at the end of the year. You wanted him to essentially not play for two whole weeks heading into the series against Tampa Bay. That's, that's no, he, your that's position. Not, well, he would have played the Rangers game, which is what, five days before the series? Yep. So that's, you're yeah. saying you so, wanted yes. to play him one game in two weeks. Well, he played Saturday and then yep. he would have played that Saturday, Thursday. You didn't so two want games. Him Saturday. Well, no, you you're right, but he would have played it. Joe. 
Yeah, I know. He's playing too much. So I just listen. I mean, you think yeah. you're you obviously have dug in on this. And I just think watching the guy who's constantly laboring and hurting and he's their literally their only hope. It's kind of concerning to me that he they're leaning on him. And it's just the league doesn't allow the Leafs to have an emergency call up. So they got to keep leaning on him. They're going to have to play old Nicky Schwinnard and net tomorrow night. Probably it's just it's not an ideal scenario for me. So. Anyways, it I, is it is wild know. that the league is like, no, you made this mess. You sorted yeah. it. Yeah, I, I here's here's the thing with the league though too. I was thinking about this as they denied them. I saw that graphic the other day of how much the Leafs and Tampa have gone over the salary cap in like the last three or four seasons. Did you guys yeah. see that? Well, I mean, and, and Gary's got, um, Gary's baby in in Arizona has a full roster of guys who haven't played in six years, but that's okay. But they try to make it. They try to have a goddamn emergency call up for you know for an actual emergency, and they're like, "Nah." Bru- the Bruins yeah. put out the goddamn Providence Bruins against the Flyers. They had six emergency call ups. Nah, Leafs try to call yeah. up a goalie. Just they send a they send a goddamn SWAT team to the to Scotiabank <laughs> Arena to kick down the door to make sure they're not doing it wrong. Anyways. <laughs> This drives me yeah. nuts. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I think we're good on Samsonov stuff. But yeah, my guess, my position is him playing half the games this year and playing uh, basically yes, the allotment that he had all season long down the stretch is fine by me. I wish that the Leafs themselves wouldn't have put such a heavy workload on him. But I, it's hard for me to blame Toronto tonight when, again, Florida is playing desperately to make the playoffs and not have Keith just roast them during the entire offseason about being soft. Could Matthew Chuck ask for another trade request? Like, is this going to happen here if they miss the playoffs? I don't know, they boy. Get, they got some help. The Isles got smoked tonight. They'll yeah, get in. They're going to get in. Like, they'd have to really, yeah. they'd really have to blow it here now. Well, yeah. you want the positive spin and why I was half rooting for Florida to win that in overtime? Sure. Yes. Montreal has the Florida Panthers pick because they got it in the Ben Sherratt trade. And right. so Habs fans are losing that. I got all these texts from Habs fans today going, I hope Leafs win, go Leafs go, big Leafs game tonight. Like, And all I wanted was Florida to end up getting those two points so that you could stick it to the Habs fans a little bit. I, I just, I didn't want them to have bonus. the Panthers up too. Yeah. What? That's a sneaky bonus for Leafs fans tonight. Yeah, that is a yeah, sneaky bonus. When do I get to kill Tavares and Nylander for having energy after three minute shifts in overtime? Is it now? Can I talk about them sure. now? I was going to say that Sam got what he wanted, but yeah, you, you the end of the game, the end of the game, Willie Nylander is parked in the D zone minute 40. Oh, Ekblad skates around him, cuts to the net because Willie just can't keep up and a puck pops in the neutral zone and Willie's like, oh, and off he goes at a thousand miles an hour. Tavares two and a half minutes at three on three. He can barely move full burst of speed for the breakaway these guys yeah. commitment to going north and not back to their own net it's the same thing that happens on the goal against where neither guy tracks back so the trailer the extra guy grabs a puck and shoots it in the net those two guys are they're among their most important players it's just sometimes you can't tell it going both ways yeah they listen they they don't they don't play well three on three those guys should not play three on three together i i don't think Tavares should ever see the ice three on three he's one of their best offensive players but it's too much open ice he doesn't have the speed and willie needs matthew i i love the goal the 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 backhand talk is just that's elite net front finish it's beautiful but i uh yeah 
Yeah, they they were conserving a little energy there. No doubt. Yeah. Heavy saving. Yeah. yeah. It's a it's a quite a take as he scores a beautiful backhander in overtime, which is like the Sam. Two and a half minutes shift. And he's got gas for for one down. I gotta, no I gotta tell you, boys, I have scored I have scored that exact same goal on countless Toronto Beer League tendies. That backhand <laughs> yeah. top corner, I have scored that countless times. Just as an aside, That's not in my bag. That's why I was shocked. That's why I'm shocked yeah. by that take. Um. Okay. So. Quick other things. I'm going to go into rapid fire unless you guys have any other big picture topics. Do you guys, I guess maybe we spend a little time. I, I, I will continue to reiterate. So Matthews gets his 40th goal. Nice tip. You know, Marner throws it in on net. Matthews gets a piece of it, puts it in the back of the net. I, I am a little tired of the whole, oh, everybody said Matthew sucks and now he has 40 goals takes. It's I'm a little tired of them. Like it, it's starting to sting. Like, if you would have told Leaf fans, hey, Matthews is only going to get 40 goals at the beginning of this season. 75 games. What would you, like, what would people have said? No, he'll have way more than that. Like, that yeah. would have been the consensus take. So, yeah. He 40... did score a lot of those that Sammy pointed out in uh, when he scored 60, the tips in front, a lot of deflections. Yeah, and oh, yeah? I believe on our prediction show uh, at the start of the year, I said Matthews was going to score 45 this year, and I got absolutely lauded for it. It's just, I, it's hard to score you... 60 goals. Like it's, yeah, you got the option yeah, of money. You got yeah, buried. Like, I got yeah. buried. And it's just like, I, I feel that scoring 60 goals in the NHL, although David Pasternak and Connor McDavid made it look easy, easy this year, it's hard to stay at that level. And I know he wanted, probably wanted to get to 50, but 40 is a nice round number. And I, uh, I think he did not play very well for long stretches this year. Like, I think there were moments where we were pretty concerned about this. Like, I do think that that's a popular take because of how bad he looked for long stretches this year. How many times we came on this show and did the, so is Matthews going to show up this year kind of takes? Like, we talked about it a lot. It was a very, very popular talking point. So I'm not shocked by that, how people are saying that. I'm not going to say I like it, but I'm far, far from surprised that people are like, oh, I thought you said Matthew sucked. Like, I'm not surprised that's in the, the lexicon right now. So two things. One is, have your guys' fears completely dissipated now, though, about his season? Like that he has completely turned it back on and that he is the same normal guy? And two, though, doesn't it also say something a little bit that we agree he didn't play very well, but he still kind of slept walk his way into 40 goals yeah. despite kind of only turning it on for a month? Like that, that should also at least be mentioned here, Borning. Yeah, he's one of the five best players on earth. Um, yeah. You know, so yeah, that he could play like he's played and still put up those totals. Amazing. But also, I am not worried at all anymore. It has completely made me feel better. He has looked for a month now like the guy. If he played all year like he's played last month, he's a 60 goal guy. Yeah. And listen, yeah, I, I think it's just pretty incredible. Uh, as a Leaf fan to look back on the years of the guys that I used to prop up and the guys that I used to love and to have a guy now in this market who has scored 40 goals five times before the age of 25, it's pretty yeah. remarkable. Like yeah. the, we, the guys who used to prop up, like, you know, I, I drooled over a Clark MacArthur, Mikhail Grabowski, Nicole, uh, Kuhlman line drooled. That's that was good. like, that was, the, that was the <laughs> pinnacle. That was the pinnacle <laughs> of fandom in Toronto for a long time. And now there's a guy that's going to score a hundred points every year. And Matthews is going to score 40 goals every year. The, the, the fandom has changed. It'd be nice just for these guys to have some big playoff moments. So you can kind of stop with the regular season player narrative that other fan bases really love to hit you in the face with. So. Good season yeah. again for Matthews. No, it's it's incredible. And even I think about 
guys who got a bit of raw deals who were incredible goal scorers like man Phil Kessel played in Toronto and when I watched mm-hmm. Phil Kessel I do remember thinking I'm never going to see a guy with a shot like this and Matthews came and he just completely stole the one thing Phil had here, right? Like the wrist shot, which was Phil Kessel's yeah. Toronto Maple Leafs legacy until the 24 yeah, seven docs later came out. Flat. Yeah. And <laughs> good one, <laughs> Randy. Yeah. The 24 seven season gave us like 85 quotes. Imagine that came out when memes were hot. How many? Oh, memes yeah. We should go back and there? meme that. <laughs> we should <laughs> retro memeing. That's the summer project. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is, dude, it'd be so worth it. Show him what you do, Bozy. Show him what you do. That's oh. <laughs> like, dude, him. I forgot about that. Was him. so bad. Oh my god. Show him what you do. Yeah, that was that was a tough one for Tyler Bozak. Like just living in Phil's apartment and <laughs> sitting there at the end of the bed playing vids all day. That was it. That was his big Toronto, big city life. Um. Rapid fire. Uh, they obviously survived the McCabe injury, but it did make me think about God. McCabe is already so important to this team. Like had they actually lost him, I, I had already done the whole season's over and I, I didn't expect to feel that way about Jake McCabe. I'll be honest. So yeah, at least he was fine. Uh, that's the only thought I have on this. He, I think he's Sam? the best guy. I think he's their best guy. I, I adore the guy. I think he's unbelievable. Think he's better than Brody? He, I think it's in the conversation. I, I think what he does for the Leafs, what they've looked like defensively since he's gotten here, he wins every shift he's on. Like, he's still – the one thing that Borny's pointed out, and he is right about this, is there's just once in a while a blown shoe or, like, a little stumble that – it's just like, a lot. It's, it's very – he's very responsible. He makes the right play all the time. Like, he's really, really, really good. But there's just those one or two moments a game where you're like, oh, hold on to her. And I'm sure that won't come back to bite you in a big playoff game. But I love I, the guy. Yeah, I think I forget if it was Kevin Papetti or someone had a, a great tweet about his numbers over the last, you know, 10 games, whatever. He's the Leafs have controlled play when he's been on the ice. So he has become essential to their success in the postseason. And yeah, I'm with you, JD. It, it happened quick, but he is an integral part of their decor. Yeah, I'm not going to say that I think he's more important than Brody just because we have a really large data set that says everyone is the best when they're... Brody got mad at a guy tonight. Hey, headbutted somebody. Uh, Yeah, saw that. Montour? Also... Yeah. 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 Also, was the second... Was the Panthers' goal, the Montour goal, Brody's fault? Like, he looks a little deep on the play, and then he kind of gets back and guides him in there, but... He, he got happened? caught in the ozone on it. If he could go in and make a play and he realized he couldn't and like turn yeah. and cut bait, but you know what? He comes back so hard. He buys time for, is this the goal here? Yeah, uh, he is. buys time for Dude. who's he playing with his partner has time to come across and switch. Okay. So he hands them off. They're fine. It just goes through his feet. It's 91 yeah, yeah. and 88 who don't come back. Don't track. Yeah. Maybe you know, Brody played it well for a guy whose initial read was off. Yeah, okay. That cuz that that was sort of the way that I felt about it too. I just wanted to break that one down with uh old Justin Bourne. Uh last rapid fire note for me. Uh I think it's only fair for balance that you know Lilligren and Chen are both playing in this game and they're both kind of doing Lilligren and Chen things. Um but there was one play in particular where Lilligren tracked Verhage in the third mm-hmm. period on a loose puck. And it was just a one-on-one and he tracked them down and he took the body of Verhage and made the play safe. And all I could think was Luke Shen would have been 
45 feet behind Verhage on that play. And it was a really good moment for Lilligren. And I, I, I couldn't help but kind of feel one for him in that moment. Shen had some nice plays too, some cycle killing. I was texting you guys, but you, do you know the play I'm talking about? With I don't. I exactly yeah. do. Yes, I know exactly yeah. the play you're talking. About. It was a great play. He lifted the stick, got underneath him, and and yeah. he broke the puck out the other way. It was a really nice play. Yeah. I, as a standing member of Luke's troops, you know this. You're, <laughs> you've been questioning my my uh, my love recently. Yeah, because your group chat texts are all about how you don't think Shen but is good. There's, so. there's a scoring chance every shift. <laughs> JD, you're like, yeah, like, yeah, I love watching him kill cycles. It's like, well, good, because he's going to have lots of chance to do that in his own end. Every shift. I haven't flipped because I still like the physicality and I'm willing yeah. to eat a couple scoring chances okay. here and there to have him in there and to have him as an adult versus Tampa. But the play that Kachuk gets like seven whacks on Samsonov when he's like in front of the net there, I'm like, oh my God. And Luke's like, oh, I got him. I got him after like eight whacks at his stick. Yeah, Luke's troop member here. Last scoring chance when he's on the ice. I'll say I don't know that that tryout is complete. I don't. You know, I you agree. mentioned. I think there's still a couple games to decide if it's 37 or two in game one. Yeah. yeah. Here's where I would acknowledge my bias is that Shen does kill a cycle with his man strength when he just pins somebody, and, and obviously strong. when he hits somebody, strong. Strong. it's just. He is country strong. Oh, yeah. Like he is just like big he, blue ox on the way home. Uh, yeah, that man bails some hay, Bubba. He he fires <laughs> that stuff on the back of a truck, no problem. But this yeah. is actually where I think analytics are so important to balance stuff out. Because if you just ask me based on the eye test, Shen could get caved in all night, and then he comes up with two big hits and like, pins yeah. a guy and takes the puck from him. And I go, that's what you need conclusively and all the charts would be like you know they'd be like after logan roy died <laughs> the, the drop off in the stock price there's dad that's what it the chart would look like for luke shen and i would still be like i don't care this is this is the guy yeah. that we need to have up there so i i get it i just there is something to me about roster balance and there is something about having that that for my money, I just I can't shake it, and I I still have it in there for game one, even if Lilligren I thought was actually pretty impressive tonight. And I agree, yeah. the tryout's not over. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I I think Shen plays game one as of today, but there's time. Yeah. Any other rapid fire topics for the two of you, or wrap it up? I think uh, David it up. Camp rules is my two cents to add. I love David Camp. Mm. That's all. he's turning it up at the right time. It's getting hot yeah. at the right time. You know what? Yeah. How about this? I got a hot take on the way out the door. Same money, same money next year. Two, no, three year contract, same money. Camp for bunting, 3.5 or something like that. If I had to pick between them? Yeah, you get one of wow. them. Wow. Listen, Again, you're, you got a, you got a, you got a, yeah, you got a captive audience here. We're both saying camp yeah. 10 times. <laughs> we can we trap on bunting picks. every leaf stock. Yeah. Every leaf stock. <laughs> you're talking to two guys who last year, literally after two games, were talking about how much they love David Camp. We share routinely pictures of David Camp tarps off Shredded. because he's got like, the greatest eight pack of all time. And all right. we talk about his dedication on the ice and how he but, yeah. <laughs> a camp all day. Camp all day. Yeah, like, My point is, camp for me. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'll zag. I'm not gonna zag. I'm gonna say what the right answer is, which is it's the guy who can score over 20 goals. Uh, I, it's Michael Bunting. Clearly, yeah. it's Michael Bunting. But here's what I'll say: 
on this Leafs team, on this particular team, I actually think there's a strong case for camp. Like the the rest of the NHL will be looking at this going, what are you talking about? But for this Leafs team, camp is when he's at his best, he's so critically important. It's actually why when he struggled for some parts of the season, um, yeah, I, it was a pretty notable story for them. But no, Sammy, you're right. He's back on his game at the right time. Yeah. He's 100% the defensive zone drop. This team has Ryan O'Reilly on it. And it's a real conversation who you would want taking a defensive zone draw late in a game with a one goal lead. Oh. I think that's a pretty strong testament to him. I did have one quick, one more quick note. Ryan O'Reilly yep. tonight with the uh, summit series dangle on that defenseman. I don't know who it was, but he was looking like, yeah. he was looking like Phil Esposito with that toe yeah. drag into the middle. It was so yeah. old school. <laughs> like there was no curl on that. It was just drop the shoulder, bring the stick across. Yeah, was. Was like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I he made some that. nice plays tonight. He did. He did. He's been good since he came back. He's looking fast. Looking fast. Dude, now you have Nyes and Ryan O'Reilly, same guy, big body dudes who make beautiful plays with their nice hands inside. Honestly, at, oh. who's to say Nyes doesn't win a Selkie this year? Like, that's who's to say? Like, I wrap it up. Put your burner away, pal. Wrap it up. Uh, hey. So, uh, this is Leafs Talk. Uh, I'm JD Bunkus, Justin Bourne, Sam McKee. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at JD Bunkus, at JT Bourne, and at Sam A. McKee. You can hit the thumbs up button on YouTube. You can subscribe or follow the podcast on apple spotify wherever you get podcasts you can leave a five-star review if you like it thanks to david sis our producer and our guy devang desai who is actually just like sitting around watching the show tonight the lurker devang the lurker anyways uh thanks to all the fellows we will catch you tomorrow night after the tampa game